0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. The oh, he's still a 45. He's
1: a 50. Planning. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not going to plant it in midfield of the O, is he? Wow. Yes he is, Rattler again, to throw, steps up in the pocket, oh, throws on the run, oh, Drake Stokes, touchdown OU, from the OU 34, Alligator,
0: going through, and there's Samson, Willie Washington, give me that. Alright guys, welcome to the Oklahoma Breakdown Podcast, brought to you guys by SB Nation's Crimson and Cream Machine. I'm your host today, Kami i and joined by my co-host Stephen Brown. Stephen, how's life?
1: It's good. It's really good, actually. So it would be better if I had my laptop charger, but that uh, that is not something I have at the moment. So this this podcast is probably going to be a little bit uh, shortened, a little yeah. bit quick.
0: I uh, I heard uh, you know as soon as as soon as we got on, you said you're like I did a bad thing
1: well at least i'm not like jack scheduling like a, a, a tanning bed or something
0: yeah I, I'm, I'm still curious about that we haven't gotten a text back on that one but his future his future wife um his fiance i don't know what the kind of business they're running out of that house but well that's I mean, what he
1: says it could be jack got the uh the tanning or whatever it is it's, it's
0: true i mean i want to go get i want to go get tan i mean it's been raining for the past week like year we could probably get some sunlight in some fake sunlight i need I'm incredibly white are you oh yeah you spend inside all day
1: oh yeah i'm like like as white as you can be pretty much right now
0: <sighs> man i I've, I've actually this is like the, probably the tannest i've been in a long time just because i've been outside quite a bit so i don't know but anyways Things are happening in the world of college sports, most likely, or most namely, uh, as everybody has noticed today, that the name image likeness, NIL, is a thing now. The Supreme Court said, just let the kids have money, and they are all going out to get that. So... Now that players can be paid for sponsoring things or for going on like talk shows or going on podcasts, such as this one or going on other random things and just advocating for certain services. How does this in your, in your opinion, because we'll get into this a little bit in your opinion, how does this change maybe the landscape of college athletics? I
1: don't think it changes the top, you know, 10, 15, I guess you even go with the top 25, um, you know, most, you know, successful programs or programs that have a lot of assets um, as far as like recruiting, you know, their facilities, that kind of thing. That's all going to still be there. That's not going to change anything. I think this really changes those teams, you know, that are outside of that top 25 range as far as, do they get closer to those programs? Is that that threshold between the top 25 programs and the rest of the NCAA or their division one, does that get wider? Or is that it closer? Cause I'm not exactly sure which way that's going to go now. Say that again. So uh, like smaller programs, if they yeah. can find a way to use this name image likeness in their favor, and mm-hmm. does that boost the recruiting where they start to, shorten the gap between them and maybe the top 25 programs in the country?
0: Man, that's a good question because what I was or does it go
1: farther apart?
0: See that that's what I was gonna ask was does this really disproportionately impact maybe smaller institutions that can't offer as many incentives as like you're you're talking about like blue bloods, powerhouses? Like I can tell you, yeah. OU being in Norman that doesn't mean anything or, or much. I mean, yeah, it's in Oklahoma, but the brand speaks for itself. The helmet gets you into the college football playoff if you don't have more than one loss, regardless. And same for Bama, same for, uh, same for Clemson and Ohio State, and maybe maybe even USC. But like, I look at other schools like Oklahoma State, like. Even in the Big 12, Oklahoma State, uh, do do you think they're going to have as many chances as the OU guys to really capitalize on that?
1: Most likely not. I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, you're kind of competing for a local local viewership in that. I mean, you'll maybe have that once every 10 years player that's just like known countrywide, and maybe they bring in some more money from that's not within the Oklahoma border but most of that's going to be local mm-hmm. i would assume
0: and how does that and how does this impact recruiting because i mean that's where it gets weird kids are going to go where they can capitalize not only athletically which, to whichever institution is going to make them better which institution is going to make them ready for the nfl but now also going to capitalize on which institution can brand them the best and which institution can get them the most money while they're in college. Well, also then going to the NFL. Cause if it, it, it reminds me of, I mean, this seems like an odd comparison, maybe it reminds me of the G league team that the NBA just had the, the NBA ignite or the G league ignite team where they're, they they did not go to college, but they played basketball year round, earned a chunk of change. And then they're all going to the NFL now. And so, I'm very curious to see how this really impacts recruiting because how do you even
1: regulate that?
0: Oh, you don't. Right.
1: It's pretty much the wild west because you can have some mom and pop shop say, yeah, I'll uh, I'll make, you know, 250 jerseys for you and you get, you know, 50, 50 or whatever the, the share is on that. And you could just have like a a big money donor come in and just buy that, that lot of 250 jerseys. And that's how you pay a player legally. Jeez.
0: It's unbelievable. And and I just can't think about, you know, you think about yearly the recruits that will go to Oklahoma and Oklahoma, they have a ton of boosters and have have a ton of donors and, same thing for Texas and all the other big programs out there that bring in tons of cash yearly and then i think of schools that are like power 5 conference schools or not power 5 but uh oh what are they the the non power 5 schools what do they call those ones again g5 g5 schools or group
1: of 5 whatever you yeah. want to call yeah, it yeah
0: i don't even know what that the actual name for that is and i think about them and their likelihood or likeliness, I suppose, to be able to bring in recruits not having those kind of inroads. Like Memphis, they're good occasionally. FedEx is not going to dish out that much money for them to get those recruits. (laughs) And then suddenly, you're going to have other schools that want to be good again, like SMU wants to be very good. And they're out of Dallas. Uh, Houston, they they have a crap ton of things they can offer. And of course, they're in Houston. And so I wonder if these schools that are already just in big cities are going to really, really, really be able to capitalize on this instead of schools, maybe like, I don't know, like an Arkansas state or like a Colorado state or even just a Colorado. Yeah, in general.
1: Colorado state's a good example.
0: It's, 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 it's interesting to me to see how this will break down with recruiting. Do I think it will affect OU as much? I don't think it really will. What do you think?
1: No, they're just gonna keep on chugging along because there's so much more that OU can offer than you know just having like a side gig. Right. Um, obviously, you, you have the you know some of the best coaches in the country now, um, some of the best facilities. You have a proven record of putting guys in the NFL. So I don't think that really changes much for OU.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree, and and I, I just wonder. I, I don't think the gap gets smaller. I think it gets bigger, and I think that's another reason why it's good that the cultural playoff is expanding to twelve, because schools that are going to be disproportionately affected by this um, will still have a chance to get into the cultural playoff, unless, of course, it's going to be the main schools that are going to be affected in a positive way by this. That you'll just see those schools, those six, seven, eight, nine schools there. Every single year, and then you'll have like three or four other schools that are going to have a chance to get in. I'm really, I'm just really curious how that how that impacts everything because it's a freaking bombshell. Um, I also
1: wonder how athletes are going to take it. What because do you mean? I think in a weird way, there's a lot of people that expect businesses to just kind of flock to these athletes for viewership, but not every athlete really pulls those kind of numbers. Mm-hmm. So, like, sure. of course, like Spencer Rattler going to be one of the main guys out there as, as far as being nationally known. You know, this is a no brainer for a company if he wants to, you know, do a commercial or sign off on something. Right. Um, Use his likeness. But, you know, for another guy, maybe on OU's roster, I'm trying to think of like a good example. Maybe like, a, I don't know, maybe like a Kennedy Brooks. Like maybe his, maybe he only has two or three local offers
0: to do something
1: mm-hmm. and they're not that good
0: right remember those awful thunder commercials for like uh like those water commercials that they always Oh, the hudeberg ones and hudeberg and other random ones russell westbrook used to do some janky ones before he got big onto the scene remember those
1: yeah those were uh those were bad times
0: and so that i think you're gonna replace you honestly are probably gonna replace those thunder players with those OU players, <laughs> like, right, hey, hey how so, much does it
1: really change it for a business? Not, I wouldn't expect too much.
0: Uh, it depends, you know. I, I bet if you got somebody along the lines of
1: like if you had Baker back in the day, yeah, but
0: sure. Uh, if you got some, if you got somebody along the lines of uh, ooh, who would be very popular besides Spencer Rattler because there's a lot of other like. If Buki was there, I I think that oh would my god, kill Buki your, would be just a commercial that, machine. They'd probably kill your business if we're being honest. <laughs> uh, but I but the, I I just think you're going to have a lot of the smaller things popping up. But what do you say to the critics? Because I think, I mean, I'm a proponent of. I think this is a good idea. I mean, for the longest time, these these athletes, not just football athletes, basketball, baseball, softball, and literally ever every other athlete in between. They have been taken advantage of by people selling their jerseys with their numbers on them, just not without, just without the name. You played, of course, we played video games for the longest time with all of the minute, and they were not able to gain at least one cent uh, legally, anyways, from all that. Despite all of their college friends that are able to, like, let's say, in the in the liberal arts college, that are able to go and do paintings for, for class and then go sell them. And right. that'd be, that'd be completely okay. And so finally they're, they're getting some equity there. And uh, w- what do you say to people that are critics of the NIL legislation that.
1: as that It shouldn't have happened.
0: Yeah. Basically these are the same people that are going to say, Oh, those scholarships are good payment enough. Right. Those, those kinds uh, of guys.
1: I don't think, I don't know if the current rules, I don't know if I necessarily agree with them as it's going to be good for the sport. But I am glad that we're finally giving these athletes a chance, you know, to benefit at least somewhat um, from their likeness. Okay. But we, I mean, they may have to tone it down or adjust it or regulate it a little bit more because you are going to find instances where they're just going to be abused by, by a school. Right.
0: Man. I wonder if they're going to put this in the new NCAA football game in two years.
1: It better be in there.
0: 2023.
1: I got to do a Huteberg commercial for my my player.
0: My least favorite commercial is a Huteberg commercial, but it's the Christmas ones with the elves. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, God. Yeah. A little squeaky voices. Hugh Huteberg. Huteberg. <laughs> I hate it, man.
1: This podcast is actually sponsored by Heedaburg. So is, it is. make
0: sure you tell them we sent you. Yep, and they'll give you a discount. Um, <laughs> Darren Revelle actually tweeted out what OU prohibits for their NIL deals. Oklahoma Sooners, uh, not just football, but every sports, cannot promote the following things: assault weapons. So no pistol whipping. It's tragedy. Uh bars and nightclubs, <laughs> which of course Can you imagine if everybody Trajan Bridges
1: was at like H and H gun range commercial. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. That'd be bad. All right.
1: It's too far. It's too far.
0: Every football player has a Logies hat. So that's uh it's gonna be a no-go and no nightclubs. So sugar's <laughs> is out of the question. Darren Ravel spelled cannabis wrong, which I think is hilarious. What a and nerd. There's a million dispensaries. I don't know why. They're not able to. I mean, I guess since it's not legal in the state of Oklahoma and they don't want to be affiliated with it, I suppose, even though I can guarantee you several people on that team and on every single team in the country smokes weed. Uh, sports wagering, Yeah, or staff. Yeah, no, no gambling. Can't promote gambling. I think that's a pretty pretty solid. I mean, Oklahoma is one of the only states that you can actually legit do that. Drugs and alcohol. Again, that's, uh, I feel like that's pretty. Pretty on on huge pretty loss simple. for Drake. Yeah, he can't promote his dad's uh, hard rock tequila stuff. I don't know, what is it even called? Rock and Someone, roll. Rock and roll tequila. Hard rock's a cafe. Uh, can't promote porn, which is unfortunate. You know, I Duron Neal would have made bank. <laughs> uh, pro sports. I was going to tweet out, wonder what Duran Neal's logo
1: would have been. <laughs> huh. I didn't do it, though.
0: <laughs> you know, if you know, you know. If you don't know, then you'll never know. Uh, pro sports teams, which is interesting because I saw Spencer rather already sign a, a deal with an agent for his name image likeness. I guess once he becomes an actual, I wouldn't say free agent, but technically that's what they are now. But once he becomes out of college and he wants to go to the NFL, does he get a different agent or is he going to stick with the name image likeness guy? You know what I mean?
1: I would assume he at least stays with them at the beginning.
0: Interesting, and of course, last but not least, Oklahoma schools, the Oklahoma uh, University of Oklahoma is prohibiting name, image, likeness, supporting tobacco. Which I don't know, tobacco's kind of fallen off these days. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I don't really have too many tobacco friends anymore.
0: But like, yeah, like all everybody that I know, because I mean, heck, like fifteen years ago kids were like 15 20 years ago it was like cigarettes but now it's straight up weed uh oh what are, it's, it's like, probably
1: all those don't smoke tobacco commercials on huddle
0: it's true yeah
1: killed it off
0: it's all alcohol weed uh vapes and jewels no more smoking cigarettes
1: so some guy tried to uh, get me to walk into his vape shop the other day when i was walking by it he's like come take a look and i was like no I'm not going into a vape shop.
0: You don't want to see their their clouds, their dope ass clouds.
1: I'm I'm good on the clouds. There's so many clouds out right now. It's just like
0: it's true. I'm sick of these clouds. But man, I I mean, is there anything else that do you think do you think this list is too much, or do you think that's that's about right for most institutions?
1: Uh I think it's about right. I don't think it's too far off from because you wouldn't want to really Advertise yourself in one of those too much,
0: right? Do you think Dabo Sweeney is gonna retire now that he said he would retire if players got paid because he likes indentured servitude?
1: I doubt he will. Seems like he's very comfortable with his job, and I don't think, uh, I think Clemson would rather sweep that under the rug.
0: I also feel like Dabo's just very comfortable with indentured servitude as well kind of being my being from dad. the South, you know, he kind of gives me that vibe. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Who knows? Just ask him at ACC media days.
0: Hey, uh, Dava, what do you think about uh people working for free? You kind of stare at them. Like, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> man. I'm curious. I'm curious how this will all shake out. Uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this will shake out in the fall. And then subsequently, into next year because this like, you're just getting your feet wet. I don't think people are going to cannonball dive into this thing. I'm very curious what odd deals and promotions will be struck up by this. Um, but going off on a different tangent, uh, something that happened just yesterday, something I podcasted about on Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember what today's Thursday. Yeah. Something I podcast on Tuesday about was uh talent. Veteran, uh flipping to OSU with his brother who is also a tight end. OU has lost two highly rated wide receivers within the last, I guess, two weeks. Then there was a meltdown on OU Twitter. Uh, you had some people saying, well, why wouldn't you offer his brother? You can sacrifice that scholarship. And you had other people saying, this is the biggest loss. OU's had against OSU in a long time. And what are your thoughts here?
1: I don't really think it's an, an OU OSU thing because the, it- OSU didn't really out-recruit OU by any means. OU just didn't want to offer his brother, which is completely fine. They have a, a standard which they think players need to meet in order to get an offer, and if he didn't qualify for that, then that's OU's doing the right thing for them. So um, I don't really have a problem with it. I think a lot of people are freaking out. Recruiting, especially at the wide receiver position, is almost not a problem at this point either. OU's going to find a way to find some guys that are really, really high, highly rated. Get on those last minute. Um, you can relate this back to basically when OU was uh, recruiting R.J. Henderson. It, we all know that that situation didn't work out, but they walked in and got Jane Hazel out of that, uh, that ordeal. So mm-hmm. it's really not a big deal for me. I mean, obviously, Talon Shotron is a, he's one of the best receivers in the country. But OU isn't going to lose too much sleep over it, from what I understand.
0: I mean, if this was a high profile, de- if these were two high profile defensive backs, I'd be quite upset. You, you right. saw that happen last year, right? This
1: isn't like Dax Hill or, you yeah. know, Proctor, Proctor, someone like that.
0: And it's Lincoln Riley's offense with wide receivers. I have a tough time thinking OU will not find. Two other four-star receivers to replace them. I, I that's it's, it's a link around the offense. Uh, I'm not too worried about it. What would you? What do you say to the people that say, "Oh, you should have just burned a scholarship to keep talent Shetron no. on on? I guess in their in his commitment.
1: That I mean, OU maybe five years ago probably would have done that. Maybe, but, but they didn't uh, do it with Waraboko. They did this, see? They tried
0: to do the same thing.
1: And now OU's recruiting at such a high clip that. You don't want to waste one of those scholarships when you can go grab a guy, especially on the defensive end where you're still building up that talent. It's finally starting to turn that corner to where you have a legitimately stacked defense. You don't want to burn a scholarship on a guy you don't think is ever going to play.
0: Of course. And, and I think that's good on OU. Like again, if this was high quality defensive backs, I think OU possibly does kind of maybe burn that scholarship, but considering it's on offense and considering it's at a position that Oklahoma has seen success ever since, uh, Jay Norvell left. I think Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley feel completely fine with this. I don't think it's such a big loss that, you know, Oh, you can't overcome it. Of course the dudes, he's not ever even been on campus. He's never stepped foot on the field and actually played it down. But you then yet you still have people saying, "Oh, it's a big loss." Oh, it's OSU already beat OU. It's like, come, on, come on! It's so it's so grasping at straws because you just want a storyline because it's summer. But hey, man, right. it is July first. We are a month away from August, which means we're actually going to get legit practice reports. Who's in the rotation? Who's the, in the depth chart? Because once you hit August, you're looking for game day in like four weeks. So I'm very curious to see how that'll shake out too. It, we It's it's the dog days of summer, but we only have about four weeks left before we're really talking about gearing up for game number one, which I'm excited about. But we're going to go to a break for our sponsors. I uh, got a little bit more to discuss about this ESPN article that I mentioned on Tuesday. Uh, I wanted to discuss the other half with Steven and then Jack, who's apparently tanning right now. He's probably not tanning. I think he's, he's, been, he's 100% been tanning. Yeah, yeah maybe. And uh, another thing uh, that I thought would be interesting to bring up. So we're going to go to break for our sponsors and we'll see you guys right after the break. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. All right, Steven. So in this other half of this article I read the other day, it, and let me give you the preface. ESPN did a ranking of schools by their odds to get to the national title and win it all. I think they gave OU fourth best odds or third best odds. And they were basically saying, hey, this team could win the national title. Here are the questions they have to answer. Here are the or here, yeah. Here here are the questions you have to answer to maybe actually make that run. And in the first half of this article that I discussed on Tuesday, which was Oklahoma needs to replace Ramondre Stevenson and Oklahoma needs to replace Ronnie Perkins, both legit questions. And they had one more, which I thought was interesting because I feel like most Oklahoma folks believe. OU's offensive line is the main question. OU's offensive line wasn't even listed in this article. And the third major key that they came across was OU is replacing depth in their defensive backfield. They mentioned no Trey Norwood, no Trey Brown, and no Brendan Radley-Hiles. And they said, who's going to step up? (laughs) And they mentioned Woody Washington as really the only major guy coming back, despite also saying, Hey, Delirian Turner, Yale and Pat Fields are coming back too, but something, you know. uh, what what are your what is your thoughts on that? Because I I'm not worried about the secondary. I'm not worried about the defense. I'm really not worried about the team other than the offensive line. But what is what is your take on the defensive back situation?
1: I think that they still need to find that star back there. I think Woody Washington is probably the closest guy to that, but You know, either way, it's going to be the most complete group of uh, defensive backs they've had since Lincoln Riley arrived at Oklahoma. I mean, you've got guys that, you know, they're very talented, but, you know, fit a mold for a defense. They're not just thrown. It's not pieced together um, bit by bit. It's not a patchwork. This is a this is a plan by the coaching staff. They finally got these bodies that they've been looking for for years. So. I'm not too worried about this defensive backfield just because they have the talent back there. Although it might be raw, but it fits what they've been looking for for some time.
0: And the biggest thing they mentioned in this article was depth. They're like, "Oh, Oklahoma was finally developing depth, and now it's gone." I was, and I kept on thinking to myself, "What are you watching, and/or what are you covering?" Because <laughs> it seems
1: like, like a reaction thing. Like it's just they're still in the Mike Stoops stage. Shout
0: uh, out to uh, my boy. Uh, 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 Oh, you said what's it. his name? Uh, oh, what is it? okie Tide.
1: okie Tide. I know Jeff, he's listening. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which I think is interesting. Why this person hates OU so much? Yet listens <laughs> to them. I mean, I, I'm glad but there's. I, so, I, I appreciate. I appreciate them listening to the podcast, but you know what
1: I mean. I love all my listeners. But depth isn't—I don't think—because they have more depth than ever before. I mean, you have Latrell McCutcheon, who's a true freshman, but he's looked the part early. Mm-hmm. Yes. Justin Harrington—I think Kendall Dennis had a really good, really good spring. Um, he could fit in there as a rotational player. Jeremiah Cradell, Billy Bowman. Um, You know, those kind of guys that are, Josh Eaton knows about to say Josh Eaton, Jaden Davis. So there's a lot of names back there that yeah, people can plug and play
0: and people are forgetting about Jaden Davis for some reason. <clears throat> and I don't understand why I do not get <laughs> why people are forgetting about Jaden Davis when not last year, but the year before last year, we were all talking about, hey, he's good and he's a freshman and he's actually doing really well do not send him to like, they're, they're glad that uh, who coached, who coached uh, cornerbacks under, under Mike Stoops cooks. Yeah. Cooks. That's what it was. Uh, people thought, Oh, he's a freshman and cooks isn't there to ruin him uh, as a sophomore. And I thought that was interesting. And now like, because of the emergence of Woody Washington, like it wasn't even a slow build up to Woody Washington. The dude just made plays as soon as he started getting on the field. And then Jaden Davis kind of had a slow roll because it was Woody Washington opposite of Trey Brown. And then enter DJ Graham. You're thinking, damn, this kid's good. And we forget about Jaden Davis because he had the shoulder injury and he wasn't getting as much playing time. Like, that's why the last podcast we did with Jack, I said, man, what, Jaden Davis has a lot to lose or a lot to gain this summer because people are obviously very high on Woody Washington. He made a lot of plays for you last year. People are obviously very high in DJ Graham because he's big, he's athletic, he's a legacy, and he made plays down the stretch, and he got a lot of playing time, too. And so, I mean, there's that in the cornerback room, and you already have, like you mentioned, Latrell McCutcheon, who's already coming on as a true freshman. Josh Heaton, who's been adding on weight. Justin Harrington, like you also mentioned, who might play cornerback, who might play nickel, who might play safety. I have no idea where he goes. DeLorean Turner-Yale, who's been like a three-year starter. Pat Fields, who's been like a three-year starter. You're getting depth in the safety positions. Billy Bowman is a guy that might even just start at the nickelback spot, which gets Jeremiah Cradell either playing nickel or one of the safety spots. And then, of course, you've got – oh, who's the other guy I'm I'm, I'm blanking on? Uh, Bryson Washington that yeah, people were excited about as, as safety well.
1: Jordan Mukes got some yes I mean, really high praise. So because
0: everybody was basically hurt and then Mukes took advantage of the situation in the spring and people were like, holy crap. A he covers land very quickly, but also B not only does he cover land quickly, his arms are long <laughs> as hell. He can tie his shoes without bending over pretty much. I just thought that was so odd. That, that article, I was like, I get the replacing Ramondre Stevenson, kind of. I thought there was a lot of disrespect to Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray based upon that. I totally understood the Ronnie Perkins situation. I agree with that one. I get it. I mean, Jalen Redman's coming back, but is Jalen Remond on the same level as Ronnie Perkins? I don't think so. But they're returning everybody. They're you're older. They're you're stronger. They're you're faster and better in Grinch's scheme. I'm not worried about the defensive line. They're going to get pressure, and the linebackers are bigger. They're faster. They're better coached. Uh, I'm not worried about the defensive backs either because they're going to they're going to see success because of the guys, the six guys in front of them. I'm more concerned about the offensive line. Is is that not the most glaring issue for this team heading into the fall?
1: I would say it is, especially if you're, you know poised to make a national title run, that offensive line is where it all starts.
0: Right. And because Oklahoma has depth on the defensive line, they have depth in the linebacker room. They have, they're getting depth in the defensive backfield. They've have immaculate athletes on offense and Spencer Rattler in the running back room, the heck the fullback H back room. What do you want to call those guys? And several high, highly rated and great athletes in, in the wide receiver room. It's all coming down to the offensive line to see how well they can gel. And, again, you've got Wanya Morris. uh, You've got Marquise – why am I blanking on his last name? Marquise Hayes. Hayes, thank you. I kept on thinking of Brown. Of course, that's a different Marquise. You've got Andrew Rame, who I think is slotted to play center. And then you're kind of looking at the other guys you know one of the you know Tyrese Robinson or Eric Murray or whoever else is going to get one of the other Swenson. ones uh hopefully not Swenson. uh you know in and, and you know Anton Harrison's going to be in the running you're going to, you you know there are several guys out for those other two positions i'm curious to see what happens um but man i thought that was such an odd thing especially for an espn article but anyway it just seems
1: like they didn't really do their homework they were just going off Kind of like the reputation.
0: Sounds like you oh, needs more night games, apparently.
1: So, uh, eleven o'clock is fine, apparently.
0: It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the Thunder, where unless
1: you're Joe C.
0: the Thunder, where yeah, like pretty much no national television games, and so nobody <laughs> really knew how good they were last year or the year before. Yeah, um, like like the year before last year, people people didn't realize how good OKC was, and they had Chris Paul, and congratulations to Chris Paul going in the NBA Finals, and this past year. They had no like. I think I think that one national game, and people don't realize how good Shea Gilgis Alexander actually is, and so just get owe you some more night games, and maybe this wouldn't be a bad article without much homework because you can tell. Or get people, out of the Big
1: Twelve. You
0: re- you really think they should get out of the Big Twelve?
1: I mean, if you're just looking for viewership, the Big Twelve. As long as you're in the Big Twelve, Fox is going to slot you into that eleven o'clock.
0: Ugh. Would you? What do you think happens first? OU changes conferences or the Pac-12 meltdown, melts down?
1: I'll go the Pac-12 melts down.
0: I agree. And that's why I think the Big 12 should stay intact.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you could always bring in Arizona State.
0: Yeah. They leave too many paper trails too many paper trails um let's say you're an o-u athlete let's let's circle the wagons this time let's hope they don't fall over on the field um what are you gonna sponsor if you're an o-u athlete
1: oh man i mean I already t- everyone knows i'm always looking for that swaddly sponsor so that's probably the first call i'm gonna make Like, hey, okay, you guys need a shout out what do you need i'll you do anything
0: you wouldn't have uh, Billy Sims barbecue sponsoring or no, you sponsor? Billy? Absolutely oh, not. Wow. wow. Sorry,
1: Billy. Bill but swadley's big, is just better. Big swadley's guy. Huh? That's all I want is a swadley's
0: sponsorship, which is better. Swadley's or Earl's.
1: Swadley's. Well, says,
0: yeah. And I feel like Earl's is super like in du- industry, industrialized as far as like, it's not very good. I don't it
1: know. might be microwaved a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Oh, what's that other one that I'm thinking about? They 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 have one on Campus Corner. There's a pig on it. Can't remember. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'll remember it after. Oh, I would. Or Big
1: Red. I think Big Red Sports and Imports is due for a comeback.
0: Yeah. So, do you think Brett Bomar gets retroactively? Uh, <laughs> retroactively, just the
1: NCAA grants him like a an extra year
0: or a, a, just a sorry.
1: That'd be kind of cool, but they're not going to do that. NCAA is just, it's the most corrupt organization
0: in the world. I was talking with a, with a, with a good buddy the other day and they were mentioning how, remember sooner legends, like those suites in yeah. that hotel. They are talking about how OU players would, would quote unquote work there, but get thousands of dollars by the hour as their payroll
1: it's not a bad gig
0: it's pretty yeah it's pretty nice pretty fun I would maybe I would get I would I would get sponsored by I would try to get sponsored by hmm what what is like lucrative that would always come back to me being something positive what's something that everybody always needs I don't want to sponsor max crypto get some crypto that doesn't that does not fall underneath the the needs one through eight yeah uh, I would I would sponsor uh, Subway sandwiches, right? I can do that. Yeah, it worked well for RG three and Happy Gilmore. There you go. It did. Oh, what are some other ones? Especially if you were to get benefits, what, what would be the benefits of sponsoring Subway other than like free sandwiches, free for, food for for the rest of my college experience?
1: Um. That'd be about it. I mean, I guess I run a lot of ads, so you'd have your face on commercials almost hourly.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. They run uh, a lot of ads. I wonder what their advertising budget is.
0: What do you think the first ad Spencer Rattler is going to appear in is going to be? First
1: ad? Oh, man. I think it's going to be something boring, like a bank or
0: something. Do you think any of these athletes are going to sponsor underwear? A credit union. I could see a credit union. Yeah, I could see that.
1: Something like, like, okay, well, that wasn't as fun as I thought.
0: Do you think Nike does any of this stuff, or do you think it's going to be local things?
1: Oh, Nike's going to get, you know, the top three or four players per year. Mm. Most likely. I think... I wonder, is it too late for them to do like a firework commercial, firework stand commercial?
0: Nah, maybe come on down. To JW's explosives. (laughs) Don't blow your hand off kids. Do you have any, Oh, we are heading towards 4th of July weekend. What a, what a, what a good way to wrap up the podcast. What is your most horrific firework accident?
1: uh it wasn't on the 4th of july i guess i have two of them one time i i shot a firework out of someone's mailbox oh no and i wasn't i was a teenager at the time so i wasn't really looking down range at what i was shooting at and i shot it right into this huge tree and caught it on fire that's awesome and then uh the other one i think we were just messing around we had some mortars and I'd been lighting some off and I told my friend to go light another one. I think it was like a double or something. And I think he may have put it in upside down because that thing went off like right away, like right by him. So I'm surprised he like still has a hand, but
0: like that that was a close call.
1: Paul JP. Yeah. He may have been JPP'd pretty easily. I'm surprised because it was like light
0: boom. That's awesome. I, uh, I remember, there are certain like cities in Oklahoma that you're legally allowed to pop off your own fireworks, even though everybody does it anyways. And I remember I lived in Choctaw at the time and we got a crap ton of fireworks and they handed me, I was still a small child, handed me a Roman candle. And I was like, I don't <laughs> know what to do with this thing. Like, what is it? Like, does it shoot up in the air? How does it work? So they hand it to me and they just light it. They didn't tell me what to do. So I'm just like holding this thing out from my body. Like I'm Harry Potter with a damn wand. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it started start, start just shooting out. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? And I started pointing, like, pointing to the sky. So I pointed it, but I did not point it because we were having a pool party at, at my dad's house. And instead of pointing it, you know, into an empty area, I pointed in the sky at the second story of the house. And I... I guess I shot a, f- a couple of fireballs inside the house into <laughs> one of the bedrooms and there were some definite burn spots. And I had some very angry sisters. And then another time an- another Roman candle incident, I was at the lake with my family and somebody got shot in the face with a Roman candle. And that was awesome. They're okay. So it's good. So it's awesome. If they were not okay, I would not have said that.
1: Shot their eye out.
0: Yeah, you'll shoot your eye out.
1: <laughs> my uh, We had this friend, all my college friends has a high school friend we used to mess with all the time with fireworks. We just like drive over like more and throw just fireworks in his lawn. Like, you know, we're just some random oh, week awesome. out of the year. Yes. And one time I mean, there's like four of us packed into this like scion and uh, we had like this mortar. So we were lighting it in the car. We we're going to throw it out the skylight into the yard. And uh, I guess it was one of my friends' first times doing it and they light it and he doesn't expect it to spark everywhere. I don't know what, what he thought he was gonna do, and just ends up dropping it in the car, like the mortar <laughs> shell. So we're like all screaming and someone just picks it up and just throws it out and it throws like it blows up in the air. So
0: I was I that was that could
1: have gone really bad.
0: I was trying to prank one of my friends one night on the like really late night in July fourth. We saw like you know how those black cats come in just huge like i guess bricks now pretty much yeah (laughs) instead of like lighting them individually on fire or something like that or lighting like a a roll of them i just took the entire brick and i was trying to light it on his on his uh on his front porch or in, in his mailbox and his on his front porch and it just was taking too long because it was too windy, even though I had like one of those kind of like extender lighters. I don't know what the hell you call those things. What do you know what I'm talking about? Like the big, the red ones with the black kind of thing. I don't know. What do you call those lighters?
1: Just the stick lighters?
0: Is, it, is that what you call it? A I stick lighter? That's what I call it. I don't know. Well, regardless, the, the it was too windy. And so I could not light this freaking massive brick of black cats off in his mailbox and we had the cops called on us and instead of sticking around because his mom called the cops i ran that was my <laughs> that was my least favorite memory of this of course i was much younger this wasn't happening yesterday but i was old enough to know better but man
1: sometimes I'm- it's fun sometimes it's nice to be a nice uh a parry on winfrey of sorts just go out there, have a little bit of fun. Don't worry about the consequences.
0: I don't know what that means. I'm really curious. Is there a story behind Not that? Not for the podcast. Okay. Maybe. Maybe one day. Maybe. I don't know. Do you have anything else? No, I'm good.
1: My uh, my laptop is going to die soon.
0: All right. Well, it's a good time we end the podcast. So, anyways, follow us on crimsonacreammachine.com. You guys can follow us on Twitter, at CC Machine. You can follow Steven, at SB. You can follow me, Kamerabi, and CCM. You guys can join the Discord. Just send us a message or just tweet at us. And uh, we'd love to have you guys. If you're listening for the first time and you like what you heard, go ahead and drop us a five-star review because we appreciate that. But also, we not only just appreciate your feedback, but also makes it easier to find when you guys search for Oklahoma Seniors podcasts. But also, hit the subscribe button, too. We'll be doing a podcast Monday, I suppose, and we'll check you guys later. This episode was supported by Reddit for Business. You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads Why not try Reddit? They seem to have the whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home, with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com slash vox to learn more.